Okay, so last time I asked you how long should we say happy holidays after the holidays, right? Mm-hmm. What is the appropriate amount of time to leave up any sort of decoration? Do you take it down immediately after or do you sort of wane yourself off of it? And when's the cutoff point? I feel like you should wane yourself off of it because I don't want to get in people's business as opposed to tell you when to take your shit down because like, I'm, I'm not in your house to tell you like, hey, Get your ass up and go take your lights down. Yeah, but everybody is in your house right now. They are. That's true. So no. don't you feel like you should be in other someone else's business? Since you are so gracious mm-hmm. and you welcome our audience into your home every week, don't you feel like you have a little bit of leeway to saying like, hey, like maybe clean yourself up a little bit around here? You made a, you you make a, you make a good point. You make a good point. Thank you. So I say, I guess with that in mind, I'll say I'll give you two weeks. Two weeks, everybody. You hear that? You Two got 14 weeks. days. Take that shit down. All right? Or else we're not going to be playing around with you. We're not fucking around, okay? Take down your Christmas tree. Take down your wreaths. Take down your ornaments. Take down your menorahs. Take it all down. I feel like after two weeks, if you see someone's Christmas lights up, you have uh, you have license to just jump and just hang on the lights and just pull them down yourself and see what happens. Because you know what, what's going what's to happen? If we see those Christmas lights up there after two weeks, you know what we're going to do? We're going to fuck you up. Coming to you live from Ed's living room, you're listening to State Your Take with Ed and Aaron. Happy New Year, everybody. First episode, first episode of the new year. First episode of 2021. I entered 2021 with the same amount of toxicity as I left <laughs> 2020. I made it a point to end 2020 on a toxic note and to ring in 2021 on a toxic note. Yeah, you just put it in like a Tupperware. Oof. Fresh. It just uh, pops out. Just pop. Fresh for you. you, you. How was your uh, New Year's? It was cool. Um, I uh, went to a friend's house. We had like a little small get together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everyone everyone that was tested. Yeah. Like, you know, we just try to be safe. Yeah. But it was cool. Like it's, it's weird when you celebrate things in like, when you're 37 years old, like it's not like you don't have that razor shit Mm-mm. that you had. No, it's, it was very low key. Like we played like a couple of like card games. Yeah, and we just ate and we chilled and ran the new year. It was very low key. Were you able, were you able to stand up till midnight? Did you have enough energy? I did. Yeah. Like it's different when you're with people. You know what I'm saying? Like I get. I think it gives you like two more hours than you would normally have. You do get that little boost of energy. Yeah, from I guess other people's energy you feed off of it. So right. I didn't fall asleep. So I definitely stay up till like past midnight. I think I I definitely saw midnight and then I passed out probably at like quarter to one o'clock. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, so I was I was actually pretty impressed with myself. I think if, I think people were just kind of like anxious to see that that clock change in this year just mm-hmm. end. So I think it was just, I think it hit a little different for everyone this year. There was a moment in my neighborhood where it sounded like legitimate war zone, like between the fireworks and the actual gunshots. It was like there was a stream of constant noise where it it almost sounded like a thunderstorm or or something where it was just consistent. Firework, boom, 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 for like 10, 15 minutes. It was crazy. It was kind of awesome, to be, on, be honest yeah. with you. But also, there was no way I was going to get to sleep because it was very close by. It was a cacophony. A cacophony of confectionery. No, that's not the word I'm looking for. What, is the, what do you call when, uh, what, what is, what is, like, what's like the scientific term for a firework? It was, it's like, um, uh, like combustible something or another i don't know um googling and i'm filibustering um pyrotechnic that's what i was looking for yeah yeah it was cacophony of pyrotechnics okay yeah i'm surprised people still shoot their guns off in the air though i think i think at this point we know now that those bullets come down some kid got shot shit i don't know if you saw that but some kid somewhere got shot in the city was it like what was it was it like a a, a, a drop a falling bullet, or I don't was know. Just someone just shoot him? All I know it was the day after. It was, it was on New Year's Day, mm-hmm. and it was an accidental celebrate. It said celebratory gunfire. Why do you celebrate with guns still? <laughs> I just don't get it. Like fireworks are just as fun. 
Yeah, it's. I mean, they're and also just as dangerous. Well, yeah. not not. I would say no. That, ask John Pierre Paul how dangerous fucking fireworks <laughs> are. All right, never forget <laughs> that motherfucker lost never forget. fingers because of goddamn. That yeah, like I wonder what it was like in that um, in that executive office when you just heard. <laughs> yeah, so he lost a couple of fingers, and now we have to give him a paddle to play with. He's gonna look like a platypus. I just, what do you say to that dude? Like when he comes in and it's just like, I don't know. He's really good though. He is good. It's just that's a really silly reason to have to. It's like seriously, yeah, dude. Fireworks, fireworks, bro. Fireworks. Yeah, yeah. God damn it. Um. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Smash that subscribe button, as the kids on YouTube say. <laughs> Smash. Uh, tell a friend about us. Send our show to one person. That's th- We do New Year's resolutions every year. I want everybody out there listening to do us a New Year's resolution. Is Send our show to one friend. Just yeah. be like, hey, check this show out. I think it's really funny. I think these guys have great insight on things. I think they have ridiculous takes on other things. They're a little out there, yeah. But they're really fun to listen to. You should check them out. I think you would enjoy it. That's all we ask for. Would it fucking kill you to do that? <laughs> um, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at State Your Take. Check out our playlist, the State Your Take list with Ed and Aaron on Spotify. And you can peruse our wares at our State Your Takeaway, our merch store. You can check the link in our bio of our Instagram page. And yeah. We have sweatshirts and t-shirts and you remember that sweats. remember that Nelly album sweatsuit? It was a double album where one side was for sweat sweat. Yeah, uh, was it like sweat slash suit? I've, uh, no, one album was called sweat. Yeah, and the other album was called suit. But yeah. when the whole album was together, it was called it was sweat, sweat suit. Yeah, yeah, I didn't remember that. Yeah, yeah. I whenever I think of whenever I think of Nelly, I think of manicured toes. I'm a sucker for cornrows and manicured toes. Yeah, I can't get that. I can't get it out of my head. I, every time you, it's like. If I was in one of those things where I said, like, our, our war association, Nelly, manicured toes, that's what it would be. Uh, for those of you out there who may not understand why, a manicure is for your hands and yeah. a pedicure is for your it's toes. Feet. So that's why uh, we all consider Nelly kind of, kind of silly for that one. It's like you uh, really could have just, like, talked to people. And it's like, I think it's pedicure. You know what I think I, I realized lately is that celebrities don't have great friends. They really don't. <laughs> Celebrities have like really bad friends because they let them get away with things that regular people would just call you out on. Yeah, you could just say pedicure toes. Like, yeah, we it, we, it doesn't change. The, like, it doesn't change the cadence or or the syllabic or the syllables. Like, it's just pedicure toes. It's just correct vernacular. Right. It's fine. But, but everybody in that studio, and you know, there was a bunch of them in that studio. Just, just all of them dumbasses drinking, smoking all of them and shit. drinking, smoking, and none of them have any clue about anything. Yeah. <sighs> Men. <laughs> oh god I forgot what button to press um, that's this one I got it hang on got it uh, back in 1999 my buddy Lou uh, bought an album and he was telling me about it and he was super excited about it he's like you gotta listen to this album you gotta listen to this album and I was like alright cool so we ride around in his Acura Integra I think it was a 97 Maybe maybe ninety five. Whatever one had the the bump in the hood for the turbo, that's the one that he had. You had me at old car when you said Integra. Mm-hmm. So like I got it when you said Integra. Yeah, um, it was green. It was a green Acura Integra. I'll never forget it. But he was we're riding around to this album and he he showed me the artwork on it and I was like, what the fuck is this? It was like animated. It was illustrated. The guy looked like Doctor Doom and I was like, all right, whatever. I'm listening to it. And he puts on this album and. It was Operation Doomsday okay. from MF Doom. Man. And this was the first time where I was listening to a hip-hop album where I just kind of got lost in the music. His voice, his lyrics, everything that he was saying, it sounded like an instrument or in, in, included in the music. It wasn't like it was... It was standing out, but it was blending in so well that you just didn't even like. I was like, "All right, I don't know where we're going with this, but I'm I'm on this ride. I'm taking it with me." I imagine it's similar to what people who listen to Pink Floyd uh, must have experienced, or Led Zeppelin, or one of those classic rock bands, right? So I'm sitting there and I'm listening to this album. And I'm like, "What the?" F-? And he's taking samples from like the Super Friends and like all these TV shows. And I'm like, "What?" Like I don't like I couldn't even really 
wrap my head around what I was hearing at the time because at that time I was still, you know, Lou was making the transition into like hardcore nerd rap backpacker kind of kid. And I'm still listening to like shiny suit shit on the radio and like, you know, Puffy and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So like this was like a different venture for me. Um, For as groundbreaking and as uh, life-changing as that album was for me, I know for my buddy Lou, it was like tenfold. Like this was, you know, like everybody has that one album that they buy that changes their perspective on mm-hmm. shit. And I know that this was that album for him, or at least one of those albums for yeah. him. This week, we got the news that MF Doom passed away in October yeah. on Halloween. Um, you were a fan, right? I have like, I have a similar like experience with that, but it wasn't from um, Operation Doomsday. Like the first album I heard from MF Doom was Mad Villainy. With him and Mad Lib. Him and Mad Lib, yeah. And that also changed my life. It was the, because like me being in the South mm-hmm. and listening to what I listen to and just listening to the radio, it's like all, like my scope was just like hip hop was through the radio. Like whatever's on the radio is what I heard. And I don't know how I found this album, but I just stumbled upon it. Right. Like just by happenstance. I listened to it. And like, like I said, like everything you just said kind of described what I, went through when I heard this album and it was just like and my and my when I heard it my mind was like why is this not available for people to listen to mm-hmm. like that was my that was my first I was like why can't I just hear this on the radio or did you anyway? buy the the CD or would you just listen to I it I heard it, it I heard some tracks and I bought the CD afterwards okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah so it was just like but my, my thought was like I don't know why this isn't widely available the thing with Doom that you know if you don't know who Doom was that's okay because that was almost by intention, you know, right. like his, the fact that you never saw him in public without his mask on, the fact that there's rumors and stories of him sending stunt doubles to live shows in his place yeah. with the mask on, you know, like we don't know if that's true or not, Yeah, you know, it was just kind of one of those things that you heard, like one of those weird doom things that happened, but you look up information online about him and there's not a lot to be known. Yeah. And that's one of the gr- greatest things about him is that he was a celebrity only when he wanted to be he was known only when he wanted to be known he was known by those who only wanted to know about doom yeah you know and if you you stumbled upon him like you did or if you just like experienced it secondhand from uh somebody else like i did your first inclination is just try to find out more about this guy. And there wasn't a lot to be known. There wasn't anything, honestly. But the thing that he gave back was music. He was so prolific. He has so much music out and available mm-hmm. under, um, you know, his previous name, which I don't even know what it is, but when he was in the group with KMD, under Doom, under Victor Vaughn, you know, he's got a lot of different projects that he worked under. And the Mad Lip album the the album that he did with Danger Mouse, uh, the album that he or the collaboration that he did with Ghostface and with uh, Wu Tang and with De La Soul and it, you know he's 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 got he, like he left a long legacy behind, yeah. and I'm actually kind of happy that more people are discovering him now after his passing because they get to experience this for the first time right in totality. Yeah, like you know, you get the whole, you get the whole, like the whole, um, the whole library, right, of his stuff. And like I said, that like he, like he really was one of the people that made me like look deeper in hip hop, like look deeper beyond like what's offered, um, you know, on the billboard and what's on like commercials and what's on the radio. I was like, if this is out there and it's and no one's talking about it. What else is out there that no one's talking about? So right. that really just made me just like dig deeper, like because if this is if this gem is here mm-hmm. and no one's talking about, it, like there's got to be more stuff out there, and that's kind of like why I'm why I'm now like where I'm just like looking for everything, like I'm just kind of like digging deeper and looking for whatever. So I really owe that to the Mad Villain, the Mad Villain the album. Doom was also getting a lot of respect from everybody this week. Yeah. I mean, you can look through Twitter and you can search MF Doom. And you see everybody from LP of uh, Run the Jewels to, you know, his friends in Atmosphere, 
um, Ghostface, Tyler the Creator, Tyler the Creator, Earl the Earl Sweatshirt, um, Denzel Curry, Je- like beyond, like passing through generations. You know, that's the kind of respect that he got. He wasn't somebody that messed around in, um, you know, a popularity contest or anything like that. He just showed love to everybody and everybody respected him. And you can hear his influence on a lot of different current acts. And I I think even Drake went as far as to say that Doom was an inspiration to him. So the term your favorite rapper's favorite rapper is this is this is it. This is the application that you put it under. That that was just what I was about to say too. Yeah. There's a great video of Most Def in the studio talking about Doom's lyrics and how just crazy good they are. Yeah. This is this is Most Def. Yes, he still has one of like my favorite hooks. Um, um rap snitch conditions. <laughs> rap snitch. That's the one that uh, Most is talking about. One of my favorite like hooks of all time. Do you see the perpetrator? Yeah, yeah. I'm right here. <laughs> I was listening to uh, Rock Cocaine Flow on the way over here, and I still I, I I listened to that song maybe twenty five times on the way that over song here. Bangs, and then man. when it came when it came out, the way that the beat like towards the end of the verse, you know how like the the kick just yeah, and then the way he fucking hits every single beat with a syllable, you like I can't figure it out. How do you do something like that? Like, yeah. like man, make no mistake. They all ate on that record. Every did. Everybody everyone, ate. Everyone did, yeah. But as far as guest appearances go, that's got to be one of the greatest yeah, of all no. time. I might do that here. I have to listen to that now. We, we, might, up. we yeah. might bring that up. Fuck, man. Um, But man, oh man, what a devastating loss this was. It really was. And honestly, like, when I heard that he died in um um October, I was kind of okay with that. Like, I feel, because like, even though he had an effect on like, how the music is, like, I didn't know him like that. Like, I feel like... It's good that his family and like his closest loved ones were able to just like mourn and deal with it in private as as far as the public. You know, like I felt like honestly, I feel like this is how because like worse this celebrities, we don't know them like that. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I think what he what he country we put for music was great for me, but like I said, I didn't know right him like that. So it's like I don't I feel like if he if the family and wants to grieve and be in private with it. For like two months, that's totally fine. Yeah, that's so I, it's for them. It's not for us, right? And that's like I said, I'm totally okay with that. I was actually like, I'm actually okay with that. Yeah, yeah. So I was, um, in a similar fashion, the world of professional wrestling lost a great person last week as well. Brody Lee, aka Luke Harper, aka um, the Exalted One from AEW, passed away on December 26th, and Everything that we said about MF Doom just now, you could apply to Mr. Brody Lee mm-hmm. in in relation of professional wrestling. Um, great guy, great family man, loved his kid, loved being a dad, loved being a husband. Um, really great character worker as far as a wrestler goes. Really great in the ring, and one a very talented what they call big man. So a guy who's, you know, over six five, six six, six seven, yeah. you know, upwards of seven feet. Yeah. Um, but could move fast, had great agility, um, but was also very safe. Like no one ever had a bad thing to say about him. And then when he passed away, again, generations of people have very heartfelt, moving things to say about what a great human being he was. And it was another tragic, devastating loss unexpected loss to um the the pro wrestling community man i mean it just it absolutely you know it's one thing to lose a legend um it's another thing to lose a legend in the making and i think that this guy was really starting to carve out you know when he left wwe he went to aew Mm -hmm. and he really was starting to carve out his his path to becoming a really standout great professional wrestler and um it's it's incredibly tragic that his life was cut so short um but uh if there's any solace to be taken from it his kid was seen um you know on new year's eve you know they all got to celebrate with a bunch of of professional wrestlers and a lot of the the top stars from today have taken taken to his son and it looks like you know that family is going to be well taken care of for 
for, for the rest of their lives. And, um, you know, it's just really heartwarming to see the, the kind of love that has been, been shared between everybody. But um, rest in peace to Doom. Rest in peace to Brody Lee. Okay, let's um let's lighten things up a little bit and let's talk about uh let's talk about Soho Karen. <laughs> um you've seen this video, yeah? I have. I have not. Um is there anything you want to tell me about the video without spoiling it for me before I watch it? Uh, I don't know if I want to take I I think like you should just watch it. I think there's cuz there's not much audio in it. Okay. You know, it's just like you're just watching what's happening. Okay. Um but yeah, I don't. I think you should just watch it. Okay, um, watch it. So there's not much audio. So let me just give a little quick rundown for the uh, yeah, 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 for the for the audience here. <clears throat> Dateline video shows Soho Karen tackling black teens she accused of taking her phone. The New York City Police Department released a video showing a white woman, derisively described as derisively. Is that how you say that? I don't know. You don't know. I didn't read the thing. Oh, I, I didn't read that word. Okay. So I don't know how it's, I don't know how it's coming off. So derisively, 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 whatever. Uh, Soho Karen channeling her inner Hulk Hogan and tackling an innocent black teen to the ground. The 22-year-old woman who remains at large. She's out there. Accused the son of jazz artist Kenyon Harold of stealing her cell phone. The video shows her yelling at Harold while making false accusations. She then dashed to grab and tackle his son to the ground inside the Arlo Hotel in the Soho district of Manhattan. It was a case of serendipity that the white woman's phone that she left in the Uber car was returned to her almost immediately after she falsely accused and assaulted the teen. (laughs) The woman fled the scene before the officers arrived, but not before the elder Harold was able to capture capture most of the exchange on her cell phone. Oh my God! You got to be kidding me! It's two videos. It's like one video of her accusing her, and another video, another hotel video of the tackle. I'm looking for the one. Okay, let's see what this is. Oh, this is just a surveillance video of the tackle. Yeah, of the tackle. Oh my God! She went right. That was actually. Oh, she didn't tackle her. She just grabbed her by the way. Oh, she couldn't lock her up. See, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, it's it's it like my honest. Like my first assessment of that video was like that's that's a that's a really terrible tackle. That's a that's, bad that's tackle. A form, that's a really bad tackle. Like he was, the kid was being very passive mm-hmm. because honestly, because Amanda likes to wrestle with me, and like one one time she came to tackle me and like instinctively stuff. It seems like I just stiff armed her and, and <laughs> I, I hit her hit her with stiff arm in a spin move, and it was instinctively like I didn't even think about doing it. Like I was by the bed. And she came at me. I just like stiff arm swim move, and like she was on the bed. She didn't know what happened. I, okay. I didn't know what happened either. Okay, no, let's talk about this for a second. Because be honest, even playing field, Greco-Roman style. Do you think you could take Amanda? Do you think you could pin her? Yeah. You said that kind of quick, dog. Yeah. You think so? No, like I'm. You think you could take? You think you could take her out? You think you could put her on her back for a three count? Yeah, I'm like I'm. Like that's the thing. I don't like the wrestling. I'm a lot stronger than her, mm. and that's the thing. Like I don't like. That's why I don't like the wrestling. I'm like I have nothing to gain here. She goes. She goes orange theory though, man. I know, but I mean, she's I, fit. She's got a good. She got a high motor. She got a high engine. I'm not, I but I'm not, high upside. I saw that the hotel released this surveillance oh. footage. You've seen the front part of this video already. Just watch until the end for the new footage. I'm sorry. Get on. We have what you you see you see two black people. No, I'm not letting him walk away with my phone. No, please get my phone back. I can't. I cannot not have my phone. Listen, get your ass up. That is fucking terrible. I'm saying, like, if it's me. She's gonna hit with Derrick Henry. Like it's not even. Oh, I'm definitely hitting her with the reverse belly to back suplex. That yeah. See, the thing is, like, I don't because, like, honestly, when I play football, like when you play football and you run the ball, like mm-hmm. those things you see, yeah. they're not planned. It's instinct. Like right. when you see Derrick Henry, like different, that's all instinct. Or mm-hmm. you see a spin move, that's instinct. So it's just like. I'm thinking about if it were me being tackled, it'd be just instinctual, st- st- stiff arm. Oh yeah, 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 stiff arm. And then if she does, if she is able to wrap her arms around your waist, you hit her with that Kurt Angle switch. 
where you get her behind the waist and then you put her up, you take her off your feet. You put her in the air and then you put her on the ground hard, okay? I think you just come to us like, I don't know what, how, how we get, what happened? Like, sorry, I don't know what happened. What I, happened? I had to defend myself. What happened? This crazy lady tried to accost me. <laughs> Stiff arm. <laughs> and I had to put her on her back, officer. Um. Okay, so obviously she didn't, the, the person didn't have her phone. The phone was returned to her and she sprinted out of the place um and she's still at large so we don't know who she is i mean uh, when was this when did this happen this was in this was two days ago okay so we'll keep you updated on this she said i think she had a same same with like that same statement like this is not me this is not who i am i've, I've yeah I'm, I'm like we just saw you on camera tackle someone like i don't know who else that was the only time you really realize who you are is in moments of distress yeah that's a, that that's 100 percent you when you when you don't know the outcome of situation, that's when you are who you are. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like if a car is on fire, are you going to save the people that are inside? No right or wrong answer either way, but you figure out who you are that in is, that moment. That is who you are. If somebody steals your stuff, are you going to try to get it back, or are you just going to let it slide? You are who you are. No wrong answer either way, but you figure out who you are in that moment. Yeah. If you're butt naked and somebody walks into the room that you weren't expecting, what are you going to do? Are you going to try to cover up or are you going to lay there and stroke yourself? It is what it is. Invite yourself to the party. You know what I'm saying? You no are. wrong way, but you are who you are in that moment. I mean... Uh, I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you watch college football? I do. I do not. You don't? Not really. Oh man. Um, but I am un- of the understanding that something eventful happened yesterday. Yeah. I mean, we're in the college uh, football playoff right now. Okay. So I think it's Alabama, no Alabama and Notre Dame. Like the season's like Alabama is number one. Clemson's number two. Okay. Ohio State's number three. Mm-hmm. And Notre Dame's number four. Notre um, Dame is good again. I mean, they're good enough to get in the playoff, but that's another topic because they, they just get bounced out every year. Okay. So that's, I mean, like I said, they play, they play Alabama and they got knocked out All like right. they do every year. Okay. Um, But Clemson mm-hmm. played Ohio State yesterday, and there was also some more drama to that game. Wait, the Ohio State? The Ohio State. Okay. The Ohio State. Okay. So the thing is, like, with the pandemic – um, Ohio State. Unfortunately, they only they only play five games. Five the, games in the whole season? Oh, no season. Yeah, they play only play five games in the whole season because of what was going on the pandemic. They're in the. I think the Big Ten was late to come back to play. Okay. While like other um conferences were playing like full full schedules. Right, I do so, remember that. Yeah, so there was so people were wondering like you know do they deserve to be in the playoff because they've only played like five games? How many games of those five did they win? All of them. Okay, so they're undefeated. They're undefeated. And I know that that's how the system works, so that the undefeated teams get the spot. If you lose right. a game, then it, it kind of fucks with your chances. Right. I guess the, but I guess the issue is, is that there are other teams that are also undefeated that played maybe 10 games, you know? Okay. So that's the issue. Um, so there was issues like saying Ohio State, should, they, should Ohio State be in the playoff? Even, because even though we know the talent that's there, they've only played five games as opposed to the team that played 10 games. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have a coaches poll. Okay. Right. And all the co- well, all the coaches get to vote on who is their top ten or twenty five. Okay. Or whatever. So I I went to the coaches poll. I read the, like every coach and I was just reading where Ohio State was. I want to say the lowest I saw Ohio State ranked um outside of Dabo Sweeney, which we'll get to later, was maybe like six. Um, and that's for now, and then six was from like Georgia, and that's the lowest. That's the lowest record. outside of Dabo Sweeney. Okay, so everyone had them in their top five. Right, Dabo Sweeney, mm-hmm. the coach of Clemson, mm-hmm. who played Ohio State, mm-hmm. had them ranked at eleven. 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 Ten other teams better than the Ohio State. The they're better than the Ohio State. Okay, so they had them at eleven. His rationale behind that was, I'm not putting any team in my top ten that didn't play more than not nine games. Okay. So that was his rationale behind that. All right. Even though we know, yeah, 
that these teams that that Ohio State uh-huh. is better than eleven. His whole rationale was like they played more than they didn't play. They only play like they only, they only play five games. They shouldn't be in the top ten. Ohio State is usually pretty good though, right? They're usually pretty good. Yeah, and they have the and the and the talent is definitely there. Like we you by eye test, you can see that this team is just built different, right? Like you know how you watch. If you, I don't know. You don't watch college football, but yeah. you, when you see it, like you, when you see like Alabama play, like oh yeah, no, like, they look like grown it's men like out yeah, there. like this is like these teams. It's not. It's not like watching NFL because NFL yeah. they're these are all professional athletes. There are certain teams like Ohio State, Alabama, LSU. It's just different. It's different. It's they're built different. Built different. But, but Davos Williams, all, all of his wisdom mm-hmm. said that they're eleven. Okay. He had teams like Coastal California. Above Ohio State. Oh, the coastal California. The coastal California. Wow. Above Ohio State. So, going into that game, that had a little spice to it. Another, an, another, <laughs> another quote that um, uh, was funny mm-hmm. was when they asked um Dabo Sweeney about pre- preparing to watch, preparing for the Ohio State game. He said, "It should be a quick study. They've only played five games." Wow. Yeah. So Dabo Sweeney had a lot of spice. A lot of, uh, he had a lot of smoke. Talking cash shit. He put all the jalapenos into the smoker, and he oh. got a lot of spicy smoke mm. for the Ohio State. A lot of eyes burning with the smoke. Just A lot of Buckeyes burning. A lot of Buckeyes burning. Okay. Yeah. So finish the story for me. What happened when Dabo Sweeney and Clemson played the Ohio State? The Ohio State. Um they went to CVS. Mm-hmm. They bought buckets of lube and got all the way in Clemson's ass. No way. All the way up in their ass. They beat Clemson? They beat the shit out of Clemson. What was the final score? It was 49 to 28, and that score is not even definitive of what ass open was. 49 to 21? 28. 28? Yeah. It says 21 here. Oh, it was 21? Yeah. Oh, my bad. I gave him too many points. You gave him too many points. I did. Um, that's amazing. It is. It's. It was hilarious. Did, did Dabo Sweeney have anything to say post game? He said he didn't regret what he said because he said before he said they were good enough to. He's because he the thing about the thing that angered me about Dabo Sweeney talking about this game is like when they asked him about it, he kind of backpedaled a bit. Mm-hmm. What he was saying is like I think they're good enough to 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 beat. To win the whole thing, it's like yeah, but you had him at eleven. Like yeah. you obviously didn't have him that good. Yeah, like you didn't have him that good. Like you had him behind Coastal California. Like you didn't have him that good. So you didn't. So you like they're going to win the whole thing. It's like you're just kind of really just. It's real. That was a real backpedal there. Like you said what you said. I want to read you something that I pulled up. Um, first of all, I want to read you this headline, and then I want to read you the headline that the the complete headline after I scroll down just a little bit. Sure, sure. Uh, Ohio State wide receiver had a blunt post game message for Dabo Sweeney. That's that's that was why I had that face on earlier. Um. So, um, the star wide receiver Garrett Wilson for the Ohio State, yeah, uh, had something to say on Twitter after their big win. He said, "So does that mean they're like eighteen or something, or is that not how this thing works?" <laughs> And I guess that's kind of makes sense, right? Because after you lose to a team, your ranking drops, right? Right. Like it, by your rationale, were there nine other teams? Because I'm because by what Dabo Sweeney's rationale, he I think he had he had his team ranked at number two, mm-hmm. and Alabama ranked number one in his poll. Okay. So you didn't have Clemson ranked number one, which is also weird. But you had you were ranked number two, mm-hmm. and you had them ranked at number eleven, and you had them ranked number eleven. So by your rationale. After watching this game, there are at least nine other teams in that ranking that could do what Ohio did to you last night. Yeah. By your rationale. Like, I'm just going by your ranking. And it's like, also, he also said that Trevor Lawrence, his quarterback, was the perennial Heisman. Like, he, like, he's, he's, like, he's a, he's a Heisman guy. Yeah. So after watching, um, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields play yesterday, my question to Dabble is like, if you think that Trevor Lawrence is the perennial Heisman Trophy winner, which honor is higher than the Heisman Trophy winner? Yeah. And why should it go to Justin Fields? Uh, number one pick in the draft, maybe. I guess so. 
It's gonna be pretty good if he. Uh, that should be pretty. Maybe that. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Because, like. Oh, you know it'd be great. So speaking of my buddy Lou, uh-huh. he's, he's a Jets fan, right? Okay. And he's been kind of like on the uh, get Adam Gase out of town wagon for he's been he's been leading that train for the entire I th- season. I think that people even outside of the Jets fandom are on that because it just it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. But. Trevor Lawrence has been the the number one pick for Jet fans in their mock fantasy brain drafts for mm-hmm. you know for the entire season. Wouldn't it be great if they got Justin Fields instead? I look, I'm not against it. I think like, the dude threw. Well, like, I want to say, I think it was five and maybe six touchdowns. Wow! Yesterday. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, he's yeah, like he threw like six like six against. Um, hey, let, let me tell you something, Ed. I don't watch college football, but. Uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Five, six touchdowns. Yeah, it's I, pretty good. I passed the sniff test. If you ask yeah, me. Yeah. Um, against Clemson, the number two team. Yeah. Like in in college in, in college football. Do you want to make a prediction right now? Ohio the Ohio State versus Alabama. Who comes out on top? Man, I probably gotta go Alabama though. Bama. Yeah. I mean, still the, rolling tide, huh? I mean, I don't. I'm not. I'm, I'm not even like a big tide fan. I, they're just. They're. I mean, honestly, if you if the. If you want to like get on me for making a safe bet, then I'll take that because it's because they're just it's a, it's a safe bet for sure. Can I ask you a question? Why is the mascot for Alabama an elephant? I don't. I couldn't even tell you. They don't even, like. They I don't even have elephants in Alabama. I couldn't tell you, dog. I really could not tell you. I have no idea why. Like okay. not even. I have and like it's a good question and I don't have an answer for it. All right. Well, maybe like someone that's from Alabama could really like tell you that. I wish I, I I have I have nothing for you. If you're from Alabama and you know why the mascot for the football team, the Crimson Tide, is an elephant, please let us know. Please, I would love to know why. Well, we did it. We finally got through 2020. The year, the the year, 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 year from hell, 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 hell. Um, I guess congratulations, everybody. Right. It's welcome to the other side. And I think it's really um I understand people want to just like walk away and just try to like put their hands up and just like run from 2020. Mm-hmm. Um but it's important to, you know, reflect. Yeah. And rewind like just to see where you came from. And cuz history that's not learned is bound to repeat itself. That's something that happens. So I just want to be I just want to on the other side of 2020, 2021. I just want to be able to say, um, what the fuck was that? Yeah, dude, seriously. What was that? You know what it feels like? It feels like one of those naps where you go to bed, you, you take a nap at like 12, and you wake up at like 7 because you slept so hard. And you wake up, and you're just like, what time is it? Is it morning or is it night? Like, you just don't even know what day it is. This the thing the moment that sums the feeling of going twenty twenty one to me the perfectly was there's a scene in Rick and Morty. Do you watch that show? Um, I've seen a few episodes. There's there's one there's one episode where they're like they're doing their bitch thing in the beginning of the show and they're like and and they're just like they're doing the thing where they just kind of go through like crazy perils and dangerous shit uh-huh. and they save the day. And like they get honored by this alien race, and they get like medals and stuff like that, and they give them like a parade. And afterwards, they go sit. They <laughs> they just go into like their spaceship, mm-hmm. and they close the spaceship door, and they're just sitting there, and they just start fucking crying, and just <laughs> freaking the fuck out. And it's just like, what the fuck was that? I don't fucking know how we survived. Like that's what it feels like going to twenty. I was like, I don't even know what that was. Uh, we're gonna take a quick rundown through all of the, um, you know. What- ball-busting events of 2020, and then we're going to take a little bit of a lighter look at what happened in last year, yeah. okay? Um, starting things off with the passing of Kobe Bryant. God damn it. That was January 26th of last year, and it really did kick things off in a sour way because, ugh. Ugh. Who, who saw that coming? Like, who What a fucking disaster. Like, no one... Like, that's how no one's being aboard. No, man. Like... It still sucks. Like it, the term Kobe Bryant passed away still doesn't even sound it right. Doesn't make sense to say. It doesn't make sense. Uh, we, of course, we lost. You know, also his daughter, and um, 
the other folks that were in that uh that helicopter. But man, oh man, we felt that all year long. Really um, after that, Australia caught on fire. Yeah. And I saw some of, of the most horrific images I think I've ever seen of a natural disaster. Yeah, it was just like it was an orange sky. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It was weird. Like, I mean, I, I've never seen that much of any kind of just burn. I remember seeing the map of Australia and seeing like a little flame emoji um, as an indication of where the fire was. Yeah. And it was damn near the entirety of the whole island. Fuck, man. It was crazy. I was like, oh, th- this is just, this is terrible. There's the whole thing's on fire. Um, Trump got impeached, which was kind of a cool thing. You know, our our leader got Kind of cool, but kind of like I convicted mean, convicted of crime. Yeah, it's like it's it's also <laughs> it was also like the thing is like okay, I, I yeah, like that. Yeah, he's he's a criminal. Like that, yeah. he 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 does crimes. He does and, crimes. Yeah, so and he gets away with it. Too. So like you saw them, you saw him do crimes. So mm-hmm. you you said, hey, that's that's a crime. And he was like, nah, <laughs> <laughs> fuck that shunt. Uh, we also learned about the Ahmad Arbery case. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, this might have been a turning point. But we found out that there was going to be some more fuck shit happening. But we did, you know, as a collective, bring enough attention to the case for them to reopen it and to look into it and to arrest those responsible for the death of Ahmad Arbery. Yeah, so that was some, like, it was really some, that was some real fuck shit for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I remember that. Like even before, like honestly, um, I mean George Floyd was bad, but I, I I didn't watch that video. Right. But like the Amari Arbery thing, like that hit me like super hard. You saw the I, video. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't I didn't plan to watch the video, and it also made me mad because I was like, I don't know why this is always on prime time. Like I don't understand why. Why are we still showing these kinds why of videos? We, yeah, like why is it? Why is why is like black people dying available for mass consumption? Yep. I always have a problem with that. Uh, you spoke on George Floyd. That was the linchpin. Yeah, for our country. Yeah, this last year, like a nine-minute video. Nine like, uh, like I said, also leading to the leading to the war. Saying it's like I don't understand why you should be able. Like I, I still feel to this day that many people got, got to see that. Like, and I, and I get that it helps the people. You know what? And I said before it helps, but honestly, I don't even know if it did. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like I don't think that it's necessary. Just like I don't think that you have to watch a nine-minute video to get there the gravity of what's happening like i don't understand like why you have to why why not just hearing it should be enough for you like why you have to watch a video of some man dying for like nine minutes for you before you can say like oh this is a bad thing yeah um between ahmaud arbery george floyd and brianna taylor it not only shifted um the perspective of a lot of white americans view on race and systemic racism in our country but it shifted I'm just speaking for me personally, it shifted the way that I see other people seeing things. Right. You know, like I always just thought, well, I didn't always think this, but I, for the most part, I would think like, oh, like people can see these kinds of incidences happen and come to the same kind of conclusion that I come to. And that's not always the case. Yeah. Like some people, for whatever reason, will just take the contrarian approach to whatever side you're on. Um, no matter how horrific or how you know easily understandable a situation is, um, going to something that's probably um, near and dear to you, the uh, the NSARS movement. Oh yeah, in Nigeria, um, yeah. that yeah. was something that kind of took the rest of the like. I I don't know. I can't speak about the rest of the world, but I know that in in our country we got woken up to what was going on over there. Mm-hmm. Something that you probably knew about for yeah. quite some time. Yeah, it was one of the, I think I think it was one of those things that the SARS has been an issue in Nigeria for for a while, honestly. And it was just one of the one of those instances where this is this has a lot of parallels what's going on in the United States. So mm-hmm. I think that the NSARS movement was kind of like I think it I think it thankfully capitalized on some of that momentum. Yep. And it was like, like, I don't know what the progress is right now because it's just, it's always going to be on. Like even and even even here, it's still an ongoing process. So even so, here and there, it's just going to be an ongoing thing. So I'm like, I don't know what the progress is right now, but it's still just an ongoing battle. Speaking of ongoing battles, uh, 
Ghislaine Maxwell. She got arrested. She started spilling the beans. Started um, snitching. Out here snitching. Um, that story kind of went underneath the covers for a little while. Do you know the perpetrator? Yeah, I'm, yeah, right, I'm right here. here. Fuck around and get the whole click <laughs> sent up for years. Um, there was an explosion in Beirut. Yeah, that was crazy. That was a crazy fucking that was wild, thing to see. Um, you know, a lot of outpouring of support and donations sent to... Uh, Sent to Beirut and sent to oh, the Red Cross over there. Um, but yeah, that was a crazy thing that happened. Chadwick Boseman passed away. Unfortunately, we lost a Black Panther. Yeah. Um, they did mention recently. Kevin Feige said that they won't be recasting um, T'Challa. Smart. You think so? Yeah. Like you got. I mean, you got to like. I just feel at this point now with. Um, how we view Chadwick Boseman is just like you gotta let that. You just gotta let it go. I do. I do. Uh, okay. So my thing is that, like, while I do understand the sentiment behind it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Chadwick Boseman could be like to Black Panther what Christopher Reeve was to Superman, where he'll be the first, mm-hmm. he'll be the standard, right? But I think the character of T'Challa, the Black Panther, needs to live on. I get that. I think the issue is that, like, with Christopher Weave, like, he kind of, like, went through his whole franchise as Superman. Mm-hmm. He had, like, four or five movies. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, it wasn't it wasn't until the point that we rebooted Superman that we got another Superman. Right. You see what I'm saying? So it's like... Okay, I understand what you Yeah, mean. so it's just like, I think even from, like, um, just the optics mm-hmm. of it, it's just like, it would be too soon. To recast him, like it'd be, honest, it'd be one thing if we had like three Black Panther movies, okay, and then he passed away, and then right. it's like we want to cast him, like, yeah, but we only had one, and that was it. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you on that one. Uh, not to be outdone by Australia, California decided to have their own brush fires. Yeah, they're like, we can do this too. That was also like wild, crazy. Um, again, some crazy fucking footage. Like I remember seeing that one video of somebody driving through like a street, and on both sides of the road, there's just fucking fire, and it looks like you're driving into the ninth circle of hell. Like it is so fucking crazy. Wow, man. Um, Eddie Van Halen passes away. Oh. Uh, we lost a goat. Uh, we lost two goats. We lost a lot of goats this year. We lost wow. a lot of fucking cool people this a lot year, of man. Great people, man. Um, we lost Alex Trebek. Like, I mean, and it's funny, like, when you watch Jeopardy now, it's just like, it's weird cause when you watch Rerezum because, like, you know what's coming mm-hmm. at some point. Like, you know, this is going to stop. Mm-hmm. So, like, it just hits different when you're watching him now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we lost um, James Bond, 007, Sean Connery. Yeah. They're up there in heaven right now, beefing. <laughs> uh, we lost Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That one was weird to me. That it was, it hit me weird because it's like, she was ill for a long time, mm-hmm. and she yeah, really, it off. yeah, she really could have resigned, mm-hmm. but she really just kind of stayed in and hung on to life just for the people. Yep, like that's the only thing she's doing it for. It yep. wasn't for her. It wasn't for herself because, like, if she wanted to really look out for herself, she could just resign mm-hmm. and go home and, and go away and just like you know live out her years. But she just really hung on for the people. Like it's kind of like if going above and beyond civil service was a person. Yep, it's that and John Lewis as well. Also, same kind of energy. Yeah, and him, him, it's sad because it, with him, like, I, his passing just kind of makes me wonder about where we are because I'm because when I think about his life, I'm like he lived and died fighting the thing that we're fighting right now, bro. Can you imagine that? So it's just like that'd be like us passing away at eighty. Yeah. Still telling people, like, why the fuck are you eating cheesecake? Like, just going to war with Cheesecake Factory. Right. That's our, that's basically the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also lost Naya Rivera, which oh, I almost forgot, man. but that was a, re- that was a really, that cast of Glee. Yeah. Well, they... Like, we, we really should get some sort of like, biography story on documentary on something because at some point that that's like a really tortured cast yeah um and leah michelle's a bitch apparently but yeah yeah uh little richard also passed away this year i don't know if you or last year i don't know if you remember that but i do remember that that just kind of happened um oh gosh uh we got a vaccine to covid we did get that we did get that, and like 
that hopefully will return things to some sense of normalcy. We also got a lot of misinformation about COVID. <sighs> what, I'm trying to think what, my, what, what were some of my favorites. Some of my favorites were um, that you should just heat, if you heat up everything, if you just like have your house at like high temperatures that you'd be fine with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what zones I remember hearing. Um, uh, I remember hearing like the, the supplement thing, like echinacea and all the do- other dumb shit. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing a lot of that. I remember just like, you know, hearing people saying like, oh, it's just like the flu. Like you can get it and you'll be done and it's nothing. It's fine. Yeah. You won't die from it. And people kill things that people are still saying that like millions of deaths later. Oh yeah, that's the wild thing about that. Like, nigga, like people are dying in the millions. It was like, oh, it's still like the flu. Like, it's not at flu. all like the flu. No, no. Um, we should talk about some other people that passed away. Um, notable celebrities that passed away. Uh, we lost Regis Philbin. We did lose Regis. We lost Regis. Um, one of the last bastions of old school show business. Um and one of my favorite late night talk show guests of all time. Uh, do you remember Chuck Yeager? Re- refresh my memory. Uh, he's a he's a pilot, but the reason why he he's significant to me is because when I bought a when my dad bought a computer, it came with Chuck Yeager's flight simulator. <laughs> and that's the only reason I know who that guy is. So, thank you Mr. Chuck Yeager for uh, providing your name for a product that Gave me hours of entertainment. It's amazing. When I was a kid. Um, we lost Jerry Stiller. We did. We lost Fred Willard. Oh, man. We lost Bill Withers. We lost Tom Seaver. Not uh, from, uh, what's that show? Growing Pains. Growing Pains. No. Uh, no, not him. He's not, he's not like a, the other character from Growing Pains. Though. He's another person. Right. Um, we lost... Um, Don Wells. Yeah. Like you mentioned. From Gilligan's Island. From Gilligan's Island. Marianne. Yeah. The, the, the prototypical girl next door. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Um, so, yeah. We lost uh, Fred the Godson due to COVID. Yeah. Um, like we mentioned before, we lost MF Doom. Fuck, man. We lost Brody Lee. Um... I'm trying to think who else. Uh, yeah, everything else is kind of slipping my mind right now. But it's a lot. It is a lot. But some positive notes. The NBA, the NHL, their bubbles were successful. Yeah, and I, I want to say that I was also loud-ass wrong about the bubble. You were very long about the bubble. I was loud-ass wrong about That's the bubble. That's two things you were loud wrong about. On this show, you were wrong. You were wrong about the bubbles. Okay, and you were wrong about uh, Pornhub. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. No, so like, if you're keeping score at home, that's that's uh, O two for Ed. That's that's me. That, that but I also say, I want to say that it's okay to be wrong. Oh yeah, you got to just own up to it. Got to own your try, wrong. You got to do better. So but, I'm not saying I'm gonna. I got to do better. Like I I I thought the I thought the bubble was gonna be compromised by jump offs. And yeah. even though they attempted, yeah, they kept it together. They they really didn't. Adam Silver let me know, like, hey, like, I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. Right. This is what I do. I'm built for this. He just let me know, like, he let me know why he's the best commissioner in the game. He's like, I understand your concern, but I'm built different. Yeah, like, I got this. Don't even worry about it. Like, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Like, what you're saying makes sense. It's legitimate. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, but I know what I'm doing. I want to send respect to Roger Goodell, but I'm not him. Right. <laughs> Uh, another great thing that happened, we got a lot of funny videos via TikTok. And social media, like, people just got really creative. People got super creative during the pandemic. Fucking Versus. Oh, Versus legitimately might be one of the best things to ever come out of social media. Yes. Because when the Versus happens, people's albums, people's follows, people's payments go through the roof. Yes. Yes. And it's been, it was a great communal thing that we all came together for to talk about on social media. We got a lot of great memes. The yeah. Teddy Riley meme might live on forever. 
uh, E40 did some great dances in his verses with Too Short. They yes. might live on forever. Yes. The, and then we got one of the best moments mm. with Jeezy and Gucci oh, Man. man. Put that nigga in the dirt. <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> like, come on, man. Gucci went on there just to flame Jeezy. That's all he went there for. Yes. Like, it's only, like he's like, oh, you thought I was here to like put music out? Like, no, 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 no. I was here just to troll you. Yeah. No. I'm just literally trolling you. I'm here to call you a pussy six feet from your face. Goddamn. Like that's yeah. That's one of the high like the high moments of the 2020 for oh. sure. OnlyFans getting a big burst in business. Yeah, because because they saw a need. Yep. And they provided. No thanks to, uh, what's her face? Uh, Fucking Bella Thorne. Bella Thorne. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. You stupid, silly ragamuffin. Her and anyone who will pay like that much to see her. Mm. Like, I mean. No, thank you. I, I just don't. Yeah, like that's pure, that's off pure celebrity. That's pure all celebrity. it is. Like, because like is. you can't be looking for that. Like, you can't think that that bias hype is just so unique that it can't be anywhere else. Shout out to my OnlyFans creators out there. Yeah. We see y'all. We see y'all. I'm supporting y'all. You know what? I honestly think that if you donate to an OnlyFans, it should be a tax write-off. Because it's ter- it, ter- it, it technically look, could be considered a charitable look, donation. Look, you look. You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. You're not wrong about that. Like that's I mean one of these days you got listen, one of these days <laughs> I'm w- just saying. when I'm gone, you guys are gonna look back at all the takes that I had and you can say you're gonna say to yourselves, you know what? He made more sense. More often than he didn't. This though, no, like that. This one, like, look, like, because you're really you're support you're supporting the arts. Yes, you're supporting the arts. You know, what tell I'm me saying? what the difference is between do, between subscribing to an OnlyFans and donating to a museum. Tell me what the difference is. It's art. I, I can't tell you. I, I I got nothing. I got nothing. We also got a new Xbox and a new PS Five. Yes, with some great games, great content, great games. Like we talked about, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, titties and dicks galore. Spider-Man Miles Morales. Spider-Man Miles it's Morales. It's on PS5 exclusive. It's on though. PS5 exclusive. Yeah. Uh, we're getting Halo. Yeah, Halo Halo Infinite, right? Halo Infinite. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. Master Chief, you're going to be able to join up. This is Sierra 117. Infinity, do you copy? That's my Master Chief impression. It's terrible. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> um, like we talked about, we got a vaccine for the COVID-19. Yeah, was like that's let's just get us back to normal. Although I will say that I think that masks should not go away. I think that should be, at least, it should at least be seasonal. I'm, listen, I'm all for masks. Like, like as someone who grew up watching uh, four uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles, all with their own identifiable masks on, mm-hmm. I am 100 percent behind this. Yeah, I think it should. I think it should at least be seasonal. Like, seasonal. Like, and I guess like, and have an assortment to match your outfits. Yeah, I guess we don't have to like make it mandatory, but like, I'm still gonna be rocking the mask. I'm definitely rocking the mask. Yeah, I look good in the mask. Yeah. I like the way that I look. Who looks bad in a mask? Uh, like, even if you are ugly, you're coming up like most of your face anyway. Yeah. So who looks bad in a mask? Anybody can wear the mask. I'm saying. I'm going to get me a Dr. Doom mask. Dr. Doom? Yeah. Yeah. Because it covers up pretty much everything. It does. Um, But probably the best news to happen out of 2020, out of a, a year full of shit, was that we finally... Got some peace at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Finally. We finally got that fuck, that fuck nut Mick clown face out of office once and for all. And when I think about like the cycle of like the timeline of the election, like it really had all the drama that you would expect it to have. Mm -hmm. Cause at first it was just like, oh man, this is like a fucking redux. Yeah. And then you went to bed. And then you woke up and it's like, wait, they're still counting shit. Yeah. And you start to see others, you start to see states. Like, it was just like, you, I don't know how you, you, I couldn't write that. No. Like, it was just like. But it was stressful, man. It was so stressful. It was that, like, that meme of Ben Affleck smoking a cigarette. <laughs> that was my feeling throughout the entirety of that election process. It was like, literally, it's like, it's like game seven and your team is down at halftime. Oh my God. Basically, yeah. that's what it was. And it's just like, and, and you're away. Yeah, you're away. Yeah. You're away. Yeah. And like, you know, like, <laughs> like, like, the, like, you know, you're, you're, we went for the Cavs and the Warriors are up and just like, mm-hmm. and the Warriors fans just like, they're just, clay, clay is hot. There, yeah, Clay is hot. Clay, yeah, Clay is hot. You know what I'm saying? It's Clay just, is hot. Steph is doing work. Yeah, you're just like, 
And you're like Le- LeBron's a little gassed. And, yeah. you're just, you're just, and you're just worried. Yeah. You're worried. You're like down by like 20. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just And it was just like, and then third quarter happened. Buckets start dropping. Buckets start dropping. And you're just like, okay, here Steph's we go. Steph's getting cold. Cut the lead by nine. Clay's getting cold. It's- LeBron's pumping his chest a bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, like, Crowd is starting to turn. Yeah. It was- you, you can start to feel that spirit energy. You're like yeah. Goku staring in the sky with your arms in your right. Spirit energy coming from all corners of the earth. And you're just like, yes, I think we can finally do it. And then from out of nowhere, from an RKO out of nowhere off the top rope, fucking Georgia. Pencil- Georgia. Fucking Pennsylvania decide. Eh. Fucking Arizona. Fucking Arizona decide. We're gonna go blue. Georgia, Georgia blew my fucking mind. Georgia blew everybody's like, mind. Fucking Georgia. Georgia. I was like, the we. I was like, this nigga lost Georgia. Georgia. Bad. He lost Georgia. Yeah, it changed everything, man. I was that was no like yeah yeah it had all the drama. All the drama. And just I was man. It was it was a it was a it was a welcome sigh of relief. I never watched more scene in my entire life. Yeah, ever. Dude. Like I've like. I watched it for probably like two straight weeks. Mm-hmm. It was wild. It was wild. Yeah. But yeah, that was basically 2020 in a nutshell. Yeah. It was a whole lot of shit. A whole lot of stuff. Yeah. But I think we have a lot of good stuff to look forward to in 2020. Yeah, we do. 2020 was kind of a raggedy bitch, but I mean, you know. Do you have an education for the week? Do I have an education? Um, it's burning from uh, that video of the... Um, Soho Karen with the poor tackling skills because her statement was uh, that that's not me, mm-hmm. that's not how I am. And I saw, and that happened, that was how about 2020. Like, there were also people just posting just wild shit, it could be racist or insensitive. And you, and I guess they're probably doing it for likes mm-hmm. or just clout or whatever the fuck. And then they always have to put out that um, apology. Yeah. That uh and it always goes with that's not me. That's not who I am. Right. And that's always like the words that goes with that's not me. That's not who I am. And it made me think about when I why I got into the podcast or why why do I do the podcast? The reason why I did the podcast is because like honestly, uh when my dad passed away, I didn't know like I he was in I was in second grade. I didn't know much about him. But like, you know, in death like you're canonized. You know what I'm saying? So everything he did was like great. Amazing. It was, I was, it was like, it was like dope. So, I didn't know much about him. I was just like kind of aspiring to this like godlike figure. And as I got older, I found out more about him. And I found like the flaws and the cracks that were in that that were in him, or that or that made that like made up what he was. It didn't make me hate him more. Like it didn't make me. It didn't make. It didn't tarnish him to me. Like it just made me, made him more human. It made me understand him more. And it also made me understand myself more. Cause that's where I came from. So it's like whenever I go on the podcast, I always try to be my most authentic self. Like we talked about, like you know who we are on the podcast, and you said like you know you you you, you ramp it up. I'm like I don't because mm-hmm. like if anyone ever had questions about who I was when I'm gone, they'll have this and they'll know like you know this is who I was, this is who I am. Like what do you think about things? This is who I am. So it's like a lot of people on social media that I see. It's like they're doing these things that, like, you know, you pump yourself up and you're doing this, you're doing that. But at the same time, it's like when you talk to them, like, that's not you. That's not who you are. So to me, it's just, I think that's important for people to, when you're on social media, when you're posting, like, be cognizant of what you're posting. Be cognizant of what you're putting out there because People who don't know you, that's all they see of you. That's the only way they can interpret who you are. So my advice to people, because we don't know when our when our time is up. We don't know. So my thing is like, be yourself while you can still explain yourself. Um, you do realize that if I completely followed your advice, we wouldn't have a very interesting show. I do get that because it would be this is what our show would be if, if like we were just like our most authentic selves like you would say something rational and even keeled and I'd be like yeah you know what you're right uh, let's move on let's talk about the next thing you know what I completely agree with you Ed uh, let's let's move on that's what the show would be like it, it would be it would be very very boring to listen to but I completely agree I think that um, you make 
an excellent point. It's just like there are people that just kind of do things for like shock and awe. And it's just like when people go back and try to look at who you are, all the other see just shock and awe. Like there's no nuance to you. They all they see is like you going this radical one way or another. And it's like you really have to think about what you're doing. Like when you put that out there, that's all they see. The, people don't understand like this digital footprint that we're leaving is gonna be. This is like these are our fossils. Okay. All right. How about this? Okay. So remember that one episode of Black Mirror mm -hmm. where you upload your your psyche to a computer or whatever? Right. right. Okay. Now let's take that episode of Black Mirror and Jurassic Park and combine the two. Ooh. So now you have like an interactive park theme, amusement park experience where you aren't you, you're somebody else. And you have to find your way through this like dystopian wasteland wow. and interact with all these other like scum and villainy. It's like cyberpunk, but you're actually in the fucking world. How about yeah. that? Yeah, I like and that. then something goes wrong and then a giant T-Rex comes and eats your head. Or uh, yeah, I guess it's like you're, where you're just like, instead of, you're just doing like characters of other people. Yeah. Like just like horrible, just like mm -hmm. fucking like, like just irritating ass, irritating yeah. ass like super left people or just like just MAGA just oh or, or the worst of them all LLC Twitter oh fuck the MLM yeah <laughs> god damn wow it's it's like it's like it's like warriors like it's like the warriors almost like trying to get back up like you're just going to we're all gonna walk right through these lame fucks territory <laughs> follow us on Twitter follow us on Instagram at State Your Take check out our Spotify playlist the State Your Take list with Ed and Aaron and peruse our wares shop our store merch the State Your Takeaway Find the link in our bio on our Instagram. Um, do you have anything else that you want to say to the people? We love most of you. We don't care for the rest of you. Camagator Productions. <laughs>